everybody. Welcome to episode two of our weekly podcast. This is a new thing that we're trying to do here at Elam. Uh, it's really exciting. We actually get to hear from different voices based on the sermon from this past weekend. And right now we're in a series based on our mission statements. And so our vision statement as a church is that we're a community on a journey to be more like Jesus. And so our mission statements are all about kind of how we, we get there, the hows of how we get to that point. And so today we're talking about experiencing God's fullness, our second missional statement. And today I have with me Pastor Caitlin, who is going to kind of flesh this out for us. So hi, Caitlin. How's it going? It's going good so far. Good. Yes. Good. Well, when we talk about experiencing God's fullness as a church, I think it's a value that we all hold to, but we've never really expressed specifically. And a few years ago when we did this whole practice of going through vision and mission, for the whole staff anyway, and what we really wanted to bring out was one of the ways that we were going to get to the point of being a community on a journey to be more like Jesus was we were going to do that by experiencing God's fullness. Hmm. So when I say that, experiencing God's fullness, what do we mean as a church when we say that part of our mission in becoming this community on a journey to be more like Jesus is to experience God's fullness? What what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that... Uh, the experience of God's fullness is an enormous topic, and I think it could take us in a lot of different directions, but um, I think that is why it's so important to have clarity about what our vision is on a journey to be more like Jesus, inner transformation. And so a part of that, one piece of that, and one way that we get there personally and corporately is that we're intentional about the experience of God. And I think that that's um, a different conversation than just knowing about God, than having a lot of information, than showing up at events. Um, I think it's different than a checklist that we can fill out of tasks that we've completed. It's, uh, it's a knowing God and it's being in relationship with him. And I think uh, one important component of that is it's getting rid of this big division that often exists between the secular and the spiritual and just recognizing that God is God over every sphere and every part of our our homes and our communities our city our province and our world and um, and then even in our own lives getting rid of the compartments that we often put into place of um, of this is our kind of spiritual activities, this is work, um, this is travel, this is finance, and, and kind of bringing it all under one banner, um, this is all God's, and letting the experience of God actually dictate all of life, from the calendar to the finance to the relationships, um, and letting that flow out of our experience of Him. I think that moves us all towards inner transformation that, that touches our world. So, I mean, you just talked about something that I think for a lot of us we have a difficult time with, the separation between secular and sacred, uh, you know. So, because, like, for many people, it's I go to church, I do my thing, and that's where I experience God's fullness. But there's a separation from the everyday. Like, well, uh, when I'm parenting my, my kids, I'm not necessarily experiencing God's fullness. Or uh, when I'm at work or when I'm with people that don't necessarily love Jesus the same way I do or don't at all, in fact. Uh, how, so how does somebody actually experience God's fullness? I, like In this idea of it being multifaceted, multidimensional from ven- many different vantage points, from our, just kind of the everyday life of stuff, how does somebody actually do that? Is that just found in a corporate gathering? 
or is that something that we we can experience uh, in the small parts of our lives but how do we do that mm -hmm. I think the corporate gathering is absolutely essential. So I never want to devalue the corporate gathering. I think scripture tells us don't stop meeting together. And our church, uh, the ecclesia, is the people. It is the gathering. And it is so essential for our growth. So I think it's really important. But I think an overemphasis on church or church conversations or church functions or church things can uh, cause us to begin to see those things as hyper-spiritual. Um, those are God's things. Those are the things that the holy people do. And then there's all this other stuff, like when we go to the gym or uh, when we're planning out our meal plan or when we're taking you know kids to different activities or showing up in our schools. And, um, and I think then it just becomes a dangerous way of thinking that, um, that sometimes we're showing up with kind of our best spiritual face and, and sometimes we're just uh, going through the other stuff in life and ultimately um, God wants to touch it all and he wants our experience of him to touch it all. So I think the church gathering is really important and should equip us to be powerful in every sphere of life. Um, and I think that that happens um, when we experience uh, the Holy Spirit in particular. I think of um, Romans 8, I think it's 26 to 30, talks just about the important role of the Holy Spirit when it comes to the inner transformation of the heart. And um, and so thinking through that, that's our ultimate vision. That's our ultimate purpose on life is to be made more like Christ mm -hmm. and to, to look more like him uh, from the inside out. Um but we sometimes need to talk practically about the house. And so when it comes to the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit that actually transforms us. Yeah. And, and we can't do that on our own. And so I think um, it's important to understand how we can set up our lives so that experiencing the Holy Spirit is, is like priority number one and knowing Christ and so that has to do with spiritual disciplines and and how we incorporate that in all of life and um, and how we we know that we're growing authentically um, and not just kind of checking things off of a checklist right, right. and I, I think the scripture that you, you pointed to Romans 8 I mean 28 uh, is is kind of this coffee cup verse that everybody goes after right so I like a good coffee cup verse. I, I, I do enjoy you need those you know, go, yep. go to parables Absolutely. buy a bunch of coffee cups, there you go Scott uh, with yep. verses on them mm -hmm. Scott's parable uh, shameless plug Kennedy's Kennedy's Who, whoever's whoever we're owns in it, the new age it's Kennedy's it, Kennedy's yep. parable but uh, I think the overall idea of that verse is that God can work all things for the good of those who love Christ and are called according to our purposes. And we kind of end there. But then 29, he goes into this whole idea of like, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be made into the image of his son. Mm -hmm. Like this idea that God works all things through his spirit to make you into the image of Jesus. Uh, I, I think a lot, a lot of us have a hard time kind of understanding that. And so this idea of experiencing God's fullness in all of the small bits of life uh, can be hard for many people, but but I think a big part of it is how how then like how does community factor into all this? Hmm. Because yes, it's every part of life we have to experience God's fullness, whether it is parenting or in our singleness or in our dating lives or marriages or whatever it is. But when it comes to community, how vital is community to that journey? Hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's absolutely essential. I think God made us that way. I think it keeps us humble to know that we need one another. Um, I also think it's where we live out the life of Christ because we say we're on this journey to become like him. And yes, that's for our own inner satisfaction and joy and peace and fulfillment, but it's also for the neighbor and it's for the least of these and it's for the one who's waiting for the cup of water if you'll get up and and fill the cup and um, it's for the coming of his kingdom and so I think you know the community aspect yes in the large gatherings but yes absolutely in the small groups and in the one-on-one mentorship relationships and in the accountability places and spaces Um, I think a willingness to place yourself under accountability um, is a huge mark of humility. Um, And so speaking of becoming like Christ, there are just intentional things that we can actually do in life that move us towards um, growing those character traits. And I think a lot of times in life, you talked about that verse in Romans 8 that talks about um, God predestining us and, um, you know, and his purposes for us. And lots of times we think, well, I have been, you know, predestined for this great destiny. And we like to talk about those things. But but what he says is actually, I've chosen you to become more like Jesus, mm-hmm. period. And, um, and so often that happens in the obscure places and the unlikely times. And you think of even Christ born in a stable, mm-hmm. like God loves to do the miraculous behind the scenes. Um, and I think that in our relationships and in our growing just one-on-one, um, we're allowed to be authentic. Um, we let ourselves be real. We can recognize where we're at so that we can take next steps of growth. Um, we can let people weigh in on our decisions. And um, mentorship, I think, is is huge piece of, of real growth and letting others help uh, steer and direct the way so I think all of those things are so important Um, but also so many things that other people will often see before we do Um, whether it's you know a pitfall coming um, or whether it's actually a gifting that you might have that you don't see but someone else can call out in you Um, or even we're talking about seeing God in the mundane Mm -hmm. and in the ordinary and I think um, we often can experience God through other people and their experiences and they might help us to see God in the small things too yeah and so so yes the small things so what would you say to somebody so let's flip the question sure like how important is community what happens to somebody who who is a follower of Jesus who does not invest in community or does not seek that out like what are the detriments to somebody who who wouldn't who wouldn't seek out community yeah I think so many of us have experienced this through seasons of life I'm guessing if you're listening to this you've been there too um and you can be really committed to following Christ and to his path and um but really lack genuine deep community and we need that connection and we're we're made to thrive uh, with that connection um there's all kinds of challenges that arise um yeah from from just even loneliness to uh not seeing 
not seeing um, falls that are in front of us, you know, and just trying to navigate that journey alone. Uh, We're not made for that at any season of life, whether um, we're teenagers or young adults or, you know, young families, um, elderly people, like we need one another. And I also really think we need constant mixing of the generations i think that it's healthy um for the real young guys to be hanging out with the the aged and um the wisdom and i think that we gain so much from one another and from sharing in that diversity and and seeing god Mm -hmm. expressed in those different generations too okay so so can you flesh that out like what can you share a story where in community here at Elam, you actually experience God's fullness. Sure. Uh, whether it is a, a corporate gathering, whether it was a one-on-one thing, like is there just one story that kind of comes to mind for you? Yeah, it would be a story and it would be the topic of prayer. Um, it was a few years ago where I just realized I don't know how to pray. Mm. Um, I can pray through a list, but I wasn't feeling connected to God through prayer. Um, really ever and I remember Pastor Marvin preaching and saying prayer is never mechanical it's always relational and I just sat there thinking I don't get what he's saying um and in then in the last few years just more and more on a journey to actually experience who God is through prayer um and so uh, a big part of that for me has been getting to know a woman, Susanna Hingston. She's a good friend. She's been coming to Elam for years and years, and um, and she's a woman of prayer. And so spending time with her um, and hearing her experiences of how she prays and, um, and, and just joining her prayer group and um, staying committed to that and just committed to learning about what that means has helped me to just understand... Um, understand prayer as a way to experience God and just know his heart and and not as a, a checklist or um, getting through something that's good that's really good yeah so I think when it comes down to it experiencing God's fullness is so much more than just coming to church on a Sunday uh, you know we actually lose out as people of God when we're not taking in the information of other people like the spirit actually works through others to bring out the best in us, and uh, I, you know, I think everything that you've said today is something that really resonates not only with me but with I think everybody listening too. Um, so thanks for being here. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a new adventure for all of us, and so so it's really cool. Are you gonna have some bloopers on here? Because uh, we know there's a few to add. Yeah, there are a few. There, to add. We uh, had a few uh, beginnings. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I probably too much of an egomaniac to put those. I on. think we need I, to I throw don't know those what a on there. Is, but a maniac. Yeah, anyway. there you go. But anyway, thanks for thanks for being with us today. Absolutely. And so for everybody listening, uh, make sure you watch out for our podcast next week. It's going to be all about how we as Elam get to the point of being this community on a journey to be more like Jesus. And one of the ways that we do that is by equipping God's people. And we'll talk more about that next week. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Bloopers coming soon. Yes. <laughs>